this is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. During this episode for the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, we invited back to the show an incredible leader who we had on when we first launched in 2020, Lou Archer has defined what retained search looks like. She's made it accessible. She's made it socially mobile for any recruiter. It doesn't have to be somebody that's relying on the black book at C-suite. And during this incredible interview, very considered, very thoughtful, um, and a wonderful lady, Lou will share with us how you can embrace the retained search mentality and utilize that whether you're listening as a recruiter at the start of your career it's accessible for you or as a leader whether you're thinking that this is a way to actually enhance your relationships with your clients what are the pitfalls when shouldn't you be selling retained solutions because the level of integrity of Lou you can feel it you can sense it in the room we also talk about the potential of reversing the sell um, with candidate short markets and what are her um, predictions for the market. It's a really lovely episode, and it's one that I enjoy enjoyed very much. Lou's a really incredible lady, and I think that she's one of those unique people that is elevating how recruitment as an industry is perceived by the external world. Really hope you enjoy this episode. Let us know what you think. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I am absolutely thrilled to bits that we are being rejoined today by a guest that was probably one of our initial pioneering guests back in 2020 when we launched the podcast and I've known this lady for a number of years and she's someone that I hold very dear because she's certainly transforming the recruitment industry from internally and externally as well. This is Louise Archer and she's the founder of Retrain Search and joining us today with a very cool picture behind you. Welcome (laughs) Lou, how are you? Oh, thanks for having me, Alicia. I'm really good. Really good. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. I know what a privilege it is to have a spot on this show. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me back. I mean, we we met many, many years ago in a hotel in Cheshire and we've always stayed firm friends, you know, recommending each other, endorsing each other. And to see your business, which is why I wanted to invite you back on today, how you have flourished since you were last on the show. So just give us a little bit of a timeline. You were on probably about summer 2020. You know, we were at the back end of lockdown one. What's happened to your business since then? Oh, wow. Uh, a lot. I think when we spoke, we were just launching the video course that I'd spent lockdown putting together, teaching contingent recruiters how to win and deliver their work on a retained basis. We just started putting the first pilot groups through uh, and we had our 10 founding members. And now, fast forward two years, uh, we've had over 800 
um, participants through our programme and they are now graduate members. Um, we started in Manchester with teams locally to where I was in the Northwest and you are too. Uh, we now have members in uh, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Singapore, in Harare, in Africa, in Sydney, in Perth, in uh, Christchurch, in you name it, every corner of the world. And uh, we're delighted. Um, the course has evolved, uh, not beyond recognition. The core principles and core techniques are still the same, but because we work on a process of continuous improvement, everything that, that gets done by our members that works gets fed back into the programme. So it's the actual course itself has just evolved and grown and just been getting better and better, um, as mm -hmm. has the community of people sharing what they do and how they do things and supporting each other, uh, mm -hmm. as has um, our team to support them. Yeah. So there's now seven of us wow. at Retrain <laughs> Search. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah, it's amazing, really. Just watching it from, so, you know, obviously I've seen your journey and, you know, watched you move from, you know, working in a, in a search firm effectively to, you know, then running your own business and working as a consultant and then, and then launching this as you have done so phenomenally. And, you know, I just think, and, and, and utilised the opportunity when we had to all work virtually to actually transform something that could have been quite an exhaustive you know, you know, you'd have to do face-to-face -face training. I mean, you've just absolutely, for me, embellished what this is, what what the world is all about now. You know, using oh, utilizing your, nice. your your experience, so it's phenomenal, and you deserve it all. You really do. Oh. Um, and I see the communities that you've created because you've got community groups, haven't you? On is it Facebook and LinkedIn? A Facebook, our community, our core communities in Facebook, and then we also have a mastery community. And there's the they're the really the ones that are getting really experienced with it and starting to do more uh, C-suite work and um, uh, pipe more complex consultancy services like pipelining and mapping and intelligence studies. That can be a bit too much for someone just entering into the world of retain. So we kind of separate the nursery slopes from the, the advanced group. It's a good, good analogy to have. And, and <laughs> I, you know, watching that and seeing the genuine collaboration and support that people have. I mean, you have created yeah. this wonderful community for your customers so it's not just somebody buying into a an online course and that's it plug in plug out again take it off with you it's actually you're creating a different universe really mm. aren't you? which is great yeah I never expected that to happen I I didn't I wanted to provide it as um a way for people to help each other but I never expected that it would take off in the way that it has mm -hmm. and it never ceases to amaze me how helpful we can be as as recruiters to each other and how willing people are to not worry about whether it's a competitor or what market they are or what location they're in and just to answer a question that someone's put in there with using their first-hand experience and just give I mean we were always encouraging you know help other people as well as seeking help yourself and and just doing that constantly has bred this this community that is just enormously helpful of each other well, at the core of your community is kindness and for someone who I'm going to start really championing this as a as a key trait that we look for when we're hiring recruiters in because it's never really talked about you know no. what, what what are we doing we are actually taking people on a career journey where however you're recruiting whether you're recruiting transactionally drivers you know te teachers nursery nurses or whether you're actually placing c-suite you are taking another human being on a journey and actually if you're at the heart you're kind then you will 
always be successful. And I think that that's clearly, that's really what comes across. But I think that cascades down from you, Lou. So that's because you're just a really genuine, warm person. That's very nice of you to say. That was very nice of you to say. And I was actually uh, criticised recently on LinkedIn for being um, uh, warm and fuzzy. Too warm and fuzzy, apparently. Okay. There's such a thing, it would seem. Well, I don't know about that. I don't really know what fuzzy means. Um, but um, oh. the two women... I mean, it's just not nice, isn't it? Trying to tell me not to be, not to be kind. Yeah. anyway there yeah, you go everyone's not. entitled to their own opinion <laughs> um, but I agree I, I absolutely agree my dad has bred a lot of kind of founding kind of or, or core principles into me and that is one of them always do the right thing whether that means that that makes you money or whether it means it doesn't make you money it doesn't matter do the right thing and eventually the good things will will happen look after people be kind to people and do to others as you would want done to yourself and don't worry about the success it will come and so I'm I'm a huge believer in that it's true and that's and that for me observing your community genuinely I'm not blowing smoke at you here though that's what it that's the sense you get yeah uh, and I totally agree and I think that recruitment as an industry is a, a very critical point in terms of our narrative where we are moving away from this perception that we are just there to make money and it is down to people like you that are steering that mindset away mm. where it is about true partnership and you know ultimately and I know this will lead very nicely into what you're going to talk about we are we are truly you know consultative in how we operate and a true consultant isn't there to just you know make a quick fast book no. you know, this is about doing the right thing that's what integrity really means so you know yeah talk- agreed I mean I think there will always be there's always there will always be people that don't do that there there will always be people that are just opportunistic and are and will just you know try and make a fast buck and aren't bothered about the and there'll always be people on the receiving end of it thinking yeah that's fine I'll take that but I'd rather leave that to people that are happy working in that way and I want to be the, the former yeah well you the thing is you'll magnetize the people towards you and that I think that in any community and that's what people say you know if we think about the world we all live in on LinkedIn generally um we're probably going to be sharing this on LinkedIn you are going to magnetize people towards you that you want to be in your community and in your audience mm-hmm. and if you're somebody that if you can go out and you're just about the money good luck to you absolutely mm-hmm. fine but for me that's the secondary benefit of what I do and that's yeah very yeah, much uh, yeah I agree so back back in the room in terms of the sort of the retrain search in terms of your journey and you know you've really embraced the whole the virtual world and you've got this incredible global mm. audience which is great because that plugs into our global audience so you know let's set this set the scene you know as we record this in 2022 I don't think there's any market that isn't candidate short and therefore candidate led. Mm. so how how do you then position that in terms of selling that solution to your client? So just, you know, the reality is, you know, most companies would, would probably, you know, think, well, where are you going to find that talent from? There's no talent out there. Just position the reality of, of why and how we can get into that mindset that it's still the right solution. We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now 
including video interviewing and outreach, all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincheri, because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincheri.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. So... There's two different scenarios. I don't, I don't believe that uh, there's always a case to, or, or it's always the right thing to be recommending that we work on a retained basis. Mm. And we teach when not to. Yep. Um, a big part of the, the cell or the education as to why we want to work in this way is, is being able to diagnose whether it's the right thing to recommend in the first place. And sometimes it isn't. The cases that there's several several cases in which I've found that it isn't the right thing to do. Um, where a client is just open to people, mm. always just will just have good people whenever. The most prevalent um, industries or, or, or industries where I see this happening most often is in legal mm. and in in recruitment. Yeah. In that if there's a fee earner around that is looking for a move, then we'll we'll see them and potentially make a space for them. Mm-hmm. It may it doesn't make sense for them to restrict from a client's perspective, restrict their uh, supply of those people. It makes sense for them to well yep. sign terms with as many of those people as possible, really, um, thus precluding them also from poaching from their staff and often the legal firms private practice particularly are very clued up in doing that and they do exactly that and that allows them to uh, take a good candidate when they come along and us as recruiters of course to feed them through as and when they come along and that can be fine if that's all they want just people as and when they come along where that starts to get challenging from a client's perspective is where the people aren't coming along and they have an actual need, a specific need. And that might be because somebody's left and they've got a hole, or it could be because they're opening a new location and they need somebody in that specific location, or they need a specific skill set to meet a specific market or client's needs. And they can't just wait and hope that these people just come along. Mm-hmm. That's the instance where the f- just hoping that somebody comes along doesn't fulfill their need and in that situation in those markets in legal and recruitment I've seen that retained search can solve that problem mm-hmm. and in answer to your question in terms of how do you you find these people if it's a very candidate short market I'm not saying that you would be able to you can't make people, we're not magicians. We can't make people be there that aren't there. And we can't make people be interested that aren't interested. Mm. Um, but what we can do is we can take a brief from our client in terms of what they're looking for. We can use our market knowledge and our experience to make sure that brief is as feasible as it possibly can be and realistic as it possibly can be in line with what does exist in the market. We can go with that brief and identify and systematically identify all of those candidates that look to potentially meet that brief. 
and we can approach them all using lots of different methods that might appeal to those people and trying different techniques to engage with them. We can take a really compelling proposition to them as to what our client is offering and what it could do for them. Mm. And we can bring as many of those candidates to the table as is humanly possible to do. And we can make sure that our client is making a selection from all of the people that are available to them in the market at this time even if that is just two or one but they will know that that is the only the only options that are available to them and therefore will be able to make a decision on, on the best decision that's available to them mm. in the market at this time yeah. and we can't do that on a no win no fee basis no, no. It's, it's not it's just not commercially viable to do it no so in, in answer to your question overall, in a candidate-led market, how can it be the right thing to offer? It isn't always, no. but if a client has a need yeah. and they have to find somebody, yeah. it's the only way yeah. of being certain that they are getting the best that they possibly can. Even if they have to make several sacrifices along the way, mm -hmm. the decisions that they do make they'll be confident that they're doing it because there are no other options available to them. They'll never be wondering, oh, maybe there's something else out there or maybe there's something better out there. Or maybe if I just wait a bit more, then somebody might come along. They'll actually be able to make that decision and move forward. It's making that decision. It, it's not trying to find the person. It's, it's giving them the market intel and understanding where that talent actually sits, which, it, which is applicable in, even in my market in Rectorec. We, we yeah, and not just where it sits, but what, what do they want from their careers? Absolutely. How do we position that? And that, all of that information, you know, compensation and benefits, perception of their brand in the market, what this talent cohort want from their careers, and it isn't always money, sometimes it is, but it isn't always, there's often lots of other things that they want, feeds into the, 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 the strategy of the talent strategy of the business. So, you know, in simple terms, they'll be able to position it better. And, and that and that can mean that they be, are, be, are able to make higher that they wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to make before. And mm. we just can't do all that on with no financial commitment. It's just too risky. You've got, it's too risky and, no, and nobody in the right mind would actually even think about doing that. And, I, and I'm so pleased that that's where we've started the sort of substantial part of this podcast, because there are so many recruiters that will be listening. And we, we get a lot of people who, who, I mean, it's very hard to gauge exactly who our listener is. Hello to you all. But feedback wise, and we love it when we get messages, it's just the best feeling. It tends to be from leaders, which is wonderful. Uh, and there'll be plenty of leaders that have, you know, grown a business and haven't considered the retained solution but also a lot of people entering the recruitment industry you know they're in their first second year in recruitment they've come into it post-covid and they probably see that and recognize because their mindset is about value and it's about value to them as the recruiter and it's about being rewarded for their time spent but what can I do to position myself differently to you as a client and actually mm. that level of intelligence and that level of understanding what your value proposition is as an employer of course, you're going to pay my time. You wouldn't go to any other business or any other sector and not get paid for that level of intelligence. So I think mm -hmm. it, it's so well positioned and I think it resonates across every single industry, even legal and rhetoric. <laughs> and I'm so glad you positioned it like that. I think that was really well answered. I'm, I'm going to be really contrary now, though, because anyone that knows me on a rhetoric basis also knows that I'm, I go to market with candidates. I'm candidate driven. Mm. 
And I think that if we wind the clock back to the start of time of recruitment, which was probably the 1940s or 50s, if we're really being quite truthful, but, you know, let's say the 80s even, what if it was the candidate that had paid for the search, not the client? So on that basis, given certainly at senior end of the market, it's so, you know, so challenging. Is there ever a case for us charging candidates for going to market with what they're looking for? Okay, so I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now, they teach it all to you over an eight-week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of covid and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. So I've dabbled with that thinking myself. Mm. And I've worked with many senior not sometimes not even necessarily senior but high potential yeah. um special candidates and taken them to market um and it's it's a really rewarding thing to do mm-hmm. it's a really rewarding thing to do and at one point i thought if i could just do this all the time mm-hmm. and actually i didn't have to rely on the clients paying me the fees um I did speak to several people about it actually one of the people I've had I've had several conversations about this many, many, quite a few years ago now and my answer to your question having forayed a little bit down that route I'm afraid is no I don't think there is a case for it no um I'd be I'd be loved to be proved wrong mm. uh, and hopefully somebody one day will um, maybe you, uh, but uh, for me, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. No, for several reasons. Firstly, because simply the budget that a client has, and an individual versus an individual, the 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 cost of covering the amount of time and expertise that's involved with somebody that is skilled enough to be able to do it effectively at the level that 
we would need to to make it commercially viable for us the fees need to be fairly substantial and individuals tend not to have any kind of budget for no. that 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 uh in their career mm. um secondly it doesn't matter how much a candidate wants to go and work for a firm or how much we want that candidate to go and work for a firm or how much we think they ought to go and work for that firm if the need isn't there from the client they won't they won't bring that candidate in the decision ultimately lies with the client and the buyer is always the client of the placement which is what we're the product basically that we're we're selling so we can't really charge the candidate for something that they're not we're not in control of it's the client that is in control of that so it's them that ultimately has to buy from us yeah no it, do you know sadly what? i've never asked that question before to anybody i don't think other than within rector safe rector community because obviously i speak to my competitors and there have been many times over the years where we've used it and we've always reached the same conclusion i was just interested to know from your side and we always ultimately say that although candidate is king it is ultimately the hiring client that is the customer because yeah. they're paying us and it's as simple. Yeah. And I think, and maybe I was a little bit contrived in asking this question where we are really responsible, you and me, Luke, because we've been doing this a long time, that a lot of recruiters listening are on the crest of a wave. They've not worked through a challenging economic time. Mm. And they're probably, as we're listening to this, it's probably official that we're in a, in a recession and it, it, you know, it could prove challenging to your clients hiring where they might start to knuckle down a bit they might start mm. to push you back on fees I mean at the moment we're all on the crest of a wave charging pretty much what we can yeah. because there's so many uh, there's, there's so few talent out there but actually I sometimes get feedback from you know friends who are in senior posts you know across accountancy legal not just recruiters but also obviously recruitment company owners where they don't they feel that their role in the process is diminished because the candidate is so rare and actually we we have to treat our clients with ultimate respect and you know they have a budget to hire they you know we have to prove our value with all the things that we've talked about all the things that you've just talked about and actually just show you know show real respect for their role in this I, I, I often get told you know sometimes recruiters don't call clients back because there's so many so many jobs so many jobs not calling them back and it's like actually no that's your customer so I'm really pleased that you know I, and, and I wasn't setting you up for that question I just think it was really good to get your insight mm-hmm. because of the way the way you position this in terms of, of selling the retained solution Maybe. yeah I'm I like it I'd like to be proved wrong but I'm mm. I don't think I don't think so yeah. if anybody wants to come and pay me to find them a job you're very welcome to but I don't think we're actually allowed likewise to <laughs> We'll try it. Um, so in terms of, um, you know, you could never have foreseen this. I've known you for many, many years, and I don't think at any point you ever sort of... No, no way, no way, no way. You know, let's get our crystal balls out. What what have you got planned for the future in terms of, you know, offering solutions to your customers? And where do you see the market going over the coming months and years? Um, what, in order to stay ahead of the game in order to be at the forefront of what works what 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 doesn't work what our clients who are our customers as you you know we've quite rightly I think come to the conclusion um what they need and and what they want and how to make uh, sure that we're we're positioning ourselves 
accordingly and delivering results against that our program has to be an ever-evolving ever-improving um living thing and we do that to a certain extent already because we're constantly feeding in and adding and adjusting and bringing um a new material in as we have been doing over the last couple of years but we're going to be taking that one step further and actually um turning it into something that is officially living and breathing wow. and um and that's our next step so i know that's a bit um uh, being a little bit vague there because how it works and what it all looks like is kind of still under Ooh. under um construction and under we're still figuring it all out but that's basically the, the direction of travel for us yeah which is exciting we will watch this space and if by the time we launch this episode into the real world maybe you'll be in a position to be further on yeah we will be further on um so i mean that ties in with how do i see the market going you know you and i've been in this game as you've said for a a couple of times for, for quite a long time um it's been 20 years over 20 years for me and my mum was in it for 20 years before that. So I've I've grown up with it. And we both know that it's it's just a roller coaster. It's never not going to be a roller coaster. It's always going to be a roller coaster, as is, you know, it is for everybody in industry. Um, and we always have to adapt and change the way that we work and what we you know what we did yesterday isn't necessarily what we're doing tomorrow and the way that we did it yesterday isn't necessarily going to be the way that we do it tomorrow mm-hmm. um what i can what in my experience of having worked on a retained basis for many years now i haven't seen a scenario in which retained doesn't have its place mm-hmm. and that for in many situations it can be the only way of getting you want whether it's a noisy flooded candidate market or whether it's a really tight competitive candidate short market there there are different ways of doing things and learning that there are and diversifying the way in which you do things is always going to be beneficial for you as a recruiter no it's good and and i'm I'm so glad that we've kind of positioned it against your provenance in this in the industry because you're absolutely right we're going to say seven year cycles i've no idea anymore because covid kind of blew that theory up um, <laughs> we are in a you know there's no one day the same and I think you have to be truly innovative and receptive and open-minded mm. uh, and listen to what your customers need but I think you know on behalf of the whole industry I want to thank you personally oh. because you are part of the pioneering group that I think elevates how our industry is perceived you know we are partners and we are entitled to charge for our time for the job that we do it is as simple as that there is no other profession that would go to the length and breadth of what we do for free which very okay so I want to thank you for that because you are without shadow of a doubt you know synonymous with that and you know you have like I say 800 people have gone through and graduated it's and and I know that next time we speak it'll be even more so yeah you're just a a wonderful lady and you're doing it all from uh you know running a family as well so I know that's not easy Lou (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I mean as as you you know we've we've I've been a single parent for I was a single parent for a long time and I'm running a business at the same time and it it is it 
it's all so rewarding, but it is all challenging and you need a, a pretty strong guiding light to keep you on, on your mission and on your purpose. And from a work perspective, mine very much is helping people to realise and to actually realise in their careers that they're able to work at the level that they really want to if they if they choose to do that and and give everyone the confidence that it isn't mysterious it isn't difficult it isn't impossible it isn't for other people it it's for us it's as people that care about what what we're doing social mobility to self-retained is not just for the you know the exclusive black book brigade it isn't it really isn't and i know that the many people that i've referred to you come out of it and think of course I can sell that absolutely yeah it's yeah. Changing mindset so thank you and we really appreciate you giving up your time because I know you're really busy and well done to your dogs for not barking <laughs> very well behaved. and your children for being quiet my bit for being quiet thank you for joining us again on the recruiters recruitment podcast Lee thank you Alicia <laughs>